On today's show, we are going to have a couple of discussions, and we know we're just going to pretty much talk about whatever we want to Disney-wise today. That's today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to episode 351 of Traveling with the Mouse. My name is John. I'm going to be your host for this week. And I am joined, as always, by Adam. What's up, everybody? And I had trouble finding another co-host this week, so we're going to kick it old school. Yes. Jason's at the Chris Rock stand-up tonight. <laughs> That's where he's at. He's, he had to check is, it out. Is that what it is? Mm. But he's in Boston tonight. Ah, uh, I see. Yep. It was nice to see that everybody uh, worked things out as far as the Oscars go. (laughs) Wait, did something happen this weekend? Because I keep hearing a lot about the Oscars. Yeah. A lot of good jokes and memes came about from the Oscars. (laughs) Yes. If anything, the internet has something to to do for a few days. You know, don't get me wrong. I I can respect a man standing up for his wife. I feel like it was Mm -hmm. a little extreme. Clearly. In that particular case, but I feel like Will's got, lately, he's got a little bit of the whole, like, you know how Randy Savage used to treat Elizabeth type deal going on? <laughs> I think he's got a little bit of that, like a little bit of the overprotectiveness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he to, said to that a degree. His, his speech that they allowed him to do after assaulting somebody, they allowed him to still have a speech and a standing ovation. Kind of weird. But... You know, I like I still like Will Smith as a like I've always yeah. I've always admired him as a, an actor and followed his career, but that was way over uncalled for and he yeah. should have been removed from that. That just shouldn't have happened. And he should well, have been escorted out and not yeah. Not I well, I'm not saying he shouldn't have his Oscar, of course, but Right. I was just about to say that it marked a drop from what I saw in the ratings not long after, or like immediately after that incident. <laughs> yeah, as if they needed more, if they, as if they right. needed that to happen already, because the ratings haven't been good in a while. Yeah, but apparently, when it came to his acceptance speech, that actually more people t- tuned in to watch it when they, I guess, they heard he won. I guess because they expected right. more drama. Yeah, know. they thought <laughs> yeah, maybe they thought Chris Rock would come uh, back out or something. Yeah. Yeah, people are like, "Ooh, he won something!" Oh, I got to hear what he's got to say about that. Yeah, see what he's gonna, or see what he would say. Which again, he didn't apologize to Chris Rock at all that night, which I yeah, clearly should have. Not, not uh, then. Well, he was still in the moment, I guess. But I, I can yeah. give him that much. He still should have said he had a. He still had an opportunity to say something at that point. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, he didn't handle that well at all. But I was the only one of the three of us. That was actually that we saw it live, I think, because I I was it yeah. was so bizarre and shocking that I put it out on the our group chat and it was yeah. like you guys have talking. to see this because I was like I thought it was a, you know everybody thought it was a joke to start with or he you know he didn't really do it but then it was like wait did we really see that did it really happen and yeah it was it was weird to see it live. Yeah, I would say whenever you brought it to my attention, though, when I look at it, I'm, I haven't. I was looking at that still question. I'm like, because Will is, you know, he's a comedian as well, obviously. So, yeah. he, he a lot of times he is doing stuff like playing the straight man for to be funny right. type deal. I had a little trouble at first to figure out whether or not he was <laughs> he was this was like part of the show or if it was right. something that they did to, you know, it was difficult to figure out at first. Yeah. Even Chris Rock was obviously confused it or because he, he was kind of laughing when he was coming he, up there oh, okay like thought it was gonna do something silly but he just yeah. slapped him like, well, he, like, he handled Whoa. it 
he handled yeah. it very well. He handled <laughs> he it really so did. well, like a pro, man. Like he just he sh- he shook he it right shook off, it off and just yeah. went right back to the show. And I'm like, dang, even made another joke. <laughs> I'm just, just like, I don't know. He's wow. like Will Smith just slapped the well. You know what? He's what he said. Out of me. I mean, I gotta say, like Chris Rock, my admiration for him went way up because he handled that so well. <laughs> I was, I, yeah, I was like, yeah. I. I he he didn't miss a beat. It was very professional yeah. when it was all said and he, done. But yeah, and he definitely could have. He maybe even should have handled that differently too. Where he, but anyway. Yeah, we spent too much time on this. Encanto yeah. did win best animated film. I, should, I was going to say that the song didn't win though. Dos Orequitos. Yeah, did not win best song though. It was uh, Billie Eilish for the Bond theme song. One, No Time to Die, which is a good song too, but. I would have thought uh, Encanto would have cleaned that one up too. So just to bring it back to Disney. You know, I never understand. I mean, I guess when it comes to Oscars, I'm really, I'm really surprised that I guess this is more of a sign of the times that they were able to get Encanto in for this year, especially since it just was released in like, what, November? Used to, that would be like a whole other year before they would be nominated for something. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what used to be as, the yeah, right. As long as you can get it in by the end of the year, you're good. Yeah, as far as yeah, this nowadays. Yeah, the thing is, I don't think maybe did they not have time to put to figure out that it was that should have been. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> that would have been the featured song. That should have been. Yeah, nominated. I think. Yeah, I think but, they didn't realize you know how popular that was going to be until after it was already submitted. I'm sure. Then again, the Academy has a way of like they always nominate stuff that's just the weirdest stuff to me. So I, I don't it's know. usually the most serious. And actually, I I heard Lin Manuel Miranda being interviewed somewhere saying that even he was caught off guard by we don't talk about Bruno being the hit because it's usually not the ensemble song. It's usually the solo, you know, like the the Let It Go kind of uh, yeah, but surely ballad song that makes the the hit. You know. Look, from the moment that movie was released, though, the catchiest song was without question. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without question. It was the one that stood out right. from the beginning. So, Yeah. Well, you should have been on the committee for nominating the song. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I would have been. Had yeah. My vote would have mattered. One last Oscars thing. I know we've talked a lot about the Oscars. Uh, the live performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno was very odd to me because it started out normal and then the song just went off the rails and it wasn't even the song anymore when Megan the Stallion showed up, which was, you know, it was fine, but it was, it wasn't the song anymore. And I'm like, okay, why did we, they just didn't finish the song. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. It was weird. So yeah. I guess technically it was the first live performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno, but it was only like the first verse. <laughs> And then it just sort of went in a very different direction. Yeah. But anyway, that happened as well. Well, I was I was going to mention because Disney actually won six mm-hmm. that night. What else did they win? Cruella won oh, yeah. for best costume. That's right. I remember that. I did see that. West Side Story. Mm. Let's see. Right. Which is technically Disney now, right? Yeah, it is because it's... It's on Disney Plus. Right. And it was nominated for seven... I know Best Supporting Actress won. Yeah, that's one. That's the one it actually won. It only won one out of the seven it was nominated okay. for. Yeah. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is actually a Fox product, but of course so that's Disney now. Acquired Disney pro- production now. I find this a little bit 
I mean, it's almost like a joke to me in a way, but the it won for best hair and makeup. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to do Tammy Faye Baker, you got to have great makeup, I guess. A lot of it. Lots yeah. of it. So, but anyway, that's streaming now on Disney Plus. Plug. Sense. I don't know why. I don't know why I plugged that, but okay. Summer of Soul, which is one I don't remember actually. Um, it says, "Or when the revolution could not be televised." That's also that was, Fox. Uh, oh, okay. So that was or the search, one that. Well, Searchlight. Yeah, that was um, Questlove's documentary. Yeah. Which was the one that Chris Rock was presenting <laughs> when, when it go. happened. Yeah. So unfortunately, he got overshadowed by that incident. So. Um, well, congrats to first win for best documentary is what that one got. So there you go. Yeah. There so you go. that takes care of that. So there is actually a good bit of cruise news, though, in case you haven't heard. Have you heard about this? Of course, the Disney know, Wish Jay. has. <laughs> Sorry. Disney Wish has now departed the German shipyard ahead of its inaugural sailing that's coming up. Nice, nice. So we got that. It's on the way. Just so happens that I believe it was today. Yeah, today the CDC has lifted their COVID-19 risk advisory for cruise ships. Yes, yes. I wonder if this will increase bookings, like, immediately. It probably would. You know, it's probably also going to decrease the discounts, unfortunately. But Right. I guess I should say I booked a cruise kind of on a whim <laughs> the other day. I was going to say, you, you realized it the next day that you actually booked a cruise. You weren't sure. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> yes. I, I was aware. but I know. It was a yeah. joke. Inside joke, you have to be there. Doing this, though, I do find it hard to believe that mm-hmm. Disney's going to just totally abandon what they're currently doing so soon. But, I mean, with the CDC giving the green light, i would got to feel it's probably going to come sooner rather than later. Right. So Yeah. So I bring that up to say a couple of things. Uh, yes, I, in June, I should be going on my first cruise. So you guys are the cruise veterans here, and so... That that's a whole episode coming up of both of you guys hopefully helping me uh, get my sea legs. We should most definitely talk about cruises again. Well, we're yeah. kind of doing it now, but we don't talk about cruises enough. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing is, you know, we are they are talking about this sub variant of Omicron being, you know, the next wave potentially. So, is any of this stuff going to get rolled back because of a potential? wave in the next so what two three weeks might happen who knows well my understanding at this point anyway is they also expect the wave to be relatively like mild and just like the last things so well because literally almost everybody got omicron and so you have some sort of protection from this subvariant because it's a variant of the uh, omicron so i'm hoping that the wave will be much smaller than what Omicron was because, man, Omicron was huge. Yeah. I think we've reached a point where even when people are getting it now, they don't even know that they have it in some cases or a lot of cases. Or, and they're, you know, they don't even go to the doctor based on their symptoms anymore, I don't think. Um, it depends on how severe. Yeah, I feel like post-Omicron, everything has shifted, and it's just like, you know what, we're just dealing with it no matter what now, because it was, right. you know... We can't shut everything down forever. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have these testing lines and the things that we had before, even if there is a wave. Yeah, so that's pretty big news for yeah. the cruising industry. Yeah. It might affect how your experience goes. It so. could. I think, too, what airlines, I mean, everyone's pushing for the airlines to drop the mask mandate in a few weeks. 
I think mm-hmm. that mandate expires April 18th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they extend it or let it just fall away and you won't even have to wear masks on airplanes anymore. So that would be interesting. Yeah. I got to say, though, you know, I know you had not done the cruising yet. Once you do it, you're going to kind of oh. be bitten by the bug to want to do it again. Right. I guarantee you will. Yeah, the lady on the phone told me that. She was like, oh, I can't. Here, once you do it once, you're going to be hooked. I'm like, okay. You're going to you're gonna do it multiple times if, even if yeah. it's, you know, even if it's not as many as some, right. you're still going to do it multiple times because Jason's work, that would be his third, right? Yeah, it's already his third. Yeah. yeah. This is his third now. I should have already been on my fifth at this point, but then COVID happened and then the cruise never happened. Well, I probably would have already done one or two by now too, just because of, you know, a couple of different things. Every time I had almost booked one, something would come up where I couldn't do it. So we had a kid. That was one, one reason. And then COVID hit. That was another one. We were about to go on one. Several things have stopped me. And (laughs) this is finally, you know, fingers crossed actually going to happen. So going to pull together. Okay. Let's see. Talking about some things coming back. Hoopty Doo is scheduled yes. to come back June the 23rd. I'm excited. Yeah. excited. They're holding auditions. I heard that as well. And yep. so, yeah. I actually might do this. I'm, I'm toying the idea of doing it in late June, which would be like a week after it debuts again, which I think, what, June 23rd, it said. And you can book starting like May something, May 19th or something like that. I forgot what the date was, but. May 20th, maybe. I forgot. The last time I went and saw it, I had a great time. I don't think everybody I was with loved it mm-hmm. as much as I did. But unless they raise the price, I think mm-hmm. the price is incredibly reasonable for the entertainment you get, the amount of food you can get, and drinks are included, I should say, from the menu. Like, yeah, where can you get that for $65 if you, per yeah, person? It's, incredible. it's not bottomless, though, is it? Or is it? Is it is. Like the only, is okay. So I should say, like, yes, you can get unlimited. The thing is, they only come around two or three times, the servers. <laughs> so I, the first time I ordered, I was like, okay, I'll order again. They don't come around until, like, halfway through the show again. So I ordered two the second time <laughs> <laughs> so that I could get. Because then they come and bring dessert, and it's like it's too late at that point. So, yeah, yeah. You, know, you just double up. Anyway. I will say, you know, the the last iteration of the Hoopty Doo I have not seen in person, mm-hmm. but they had to change some songs copyright wise. Right, was the main thing that they changed when they changed it from their from their original show. Which mm-hmm. to me, that does take a little bit away from it because I was used to those songs. But it doesn't. I mean, the 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 spirit yeah. of the show is still the same. Yeah, it's basically the same script, but they had to change some songs. Basically, yeah. The fact that it's been around for nearly 50 years. I mean, I think it was 1974. Now that Spirit of Aloha is gone forever. This is like the last one of like the really old school days. You know, that it sort of brings back that vibe of the old school kind of Disney world Mm -hmm. that we grew up with. So I, I like it in the same way that I like Country Bear Jamboree. You know, it's just, it's classic I don't ever want it to go away. I just want it to always be there. So I like it. I, I'm glad it's coming back. I was a little worried because <laughs> it is a trek to get there. It take you know it's not like the easiest show to get to, for one, and it is takes a lot of time out of your day to do it. So true. It's worth it though. Yeah, I it think really so. Is. 
So speaking of things that are coming back, mm-hmm. just today it was announced that normal character meet and greets are going to be coming yes. back to the resorts and the cruise line uh, beginning April the 18th. Very which, cool. Interesting because like, I guess, you, you know how we talked about how like Universal would say something and then all of a sudden then Disney's going following suit, I guess, even though I think because Universal was trying to like beat him to the punch, but they started doing hugs and high fives, things like that to their character meet and greets. <laughs> Oh. And so then it's like yeah. Disney announces, well, we're going to bring ours back April the 18th, you know. Right. But it's like it seemed like always Universal was just trying to get that jab in, try, try to get try to get it just in time before right. Disney announced something. Right. This happened a lot of times during the throughout COVID. I've but, you know, it's just right. it's funny. You know what I just realized though, I'm going to miss this by one day because I'm going to be there the Easter weekend and I'm leaving Easter Sunday, so I will miss this oh, by one day. That's what I was thinking, yeah. One day I'll miss this. Oh well. That's unfortunate. unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But alas, I'll be back, so Of course. We're all we are we'll always be back. The last thing I think that I have here in the returning category yeah. is right. Disney looking to rehire laid off minivan drivers for return of service. Something that we weren't sure was going to come back because they supposedly sold the fleet. <laughs> That's what they said long back in 2020. Yeah. They said that. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're just redoing the the vehicles altogether. I don't know. Right. But yeah, so that was what the story was back then. So they sold the fleet. But one thing that was always in the app is how it says temporarily unavailable anytime you saw the minivan service in the app or on my Disney experience at all. Yeah. It always said temporarily unavailable so yeah we kind of felt like it was going to be coming back the whole time so i guess my only thought is is are they going to increase the price even more because it was already like ridiculously expensive to use it although yeah it was pretty nice yeah it wasn't as bad as some things right you could do you could definitely do a regular uber or something or even a regular right lift for less yeah and but i yeah i would say to I always want something like this to be here because you, you never know when you'll end up in a situation where you, you'd like to have the ride to someplace where you don't have to drive yourself or whatever and you don't want to wait on a bus or stuff like that. So I like having this as an option so that, it, you know, if we're in a state of being where we are not able to drive or something, you know, I like having the option to be able to you know, have a minivan versus waiting right. on a bus or something. Yeah, yeah and it, so. it pulls up to the front better than some buses, depending on which park, right? I think you get a better drop-off at, say, Epcot for sure, because the buses are off to the side, <laughs> things like that. All right. One story that I didn't want to forget about, the Connections Okay. eatery, what is it? <laughs> connections? Yeah. Quick yeah. service place. Yeah, it's it's a quick service, and then there's also like a coffee yeah, bar, a I guess, Starbucks, whatever. And you like do it, yeah. Right, but Zach Ridley, of course, shared on his social media that some of the artwork, and they used like Walt's original drawing of Epcot, you know, yes. or the Disney World property, but including Epcot. I thought that was really cool touch that they're yes. incorporating that. I can't wait to see that in person. That's going to be yes. cool. Not that it started out that way, but they, they're at least adding some touches like that because they're just continued to get further and further away from the original vision. <laughs> That's right. 
as True. they go forward, but at least they're acknowledging that it once was something different. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it looks anyway. cool, though. I'm all for it. You know, talking about a park that's kind of, I mean, I know they've mixed it in with, with the thing, but it's on the verge of losing its original spirit even because of the IP that's all being in use now. Grand Fiesta Tour is a favorite, yes, but it's incorporating Disney into the pavilion, right? It's incorporating, it was incorporating characters. Yep. Obviously, Ratatouille is incorporating characters into the existing country because it was set in France. Right. You already had Nemo going to the seas. You know, they're incorporating Disney intellectual properties. Into all the things that weren't before, yeah. But it was not even part of the revised (laughs) Epcot that it became. Right. It still was intended to become kind of like a mixture of like a future world or world like a world's fair and then world showcase, obviously, to show off existing countries. Yeah. So I wonder if I'm trying to think of what IP they could inject into the land that would even kind of make <laughs> sense. Cause Gosh, dude, why would you want to go and give ideas for this? Right. Please Maybe stop. the land featuring Tafiti. I don't know. Isn't she like made of like the earth or something or creates life right i I think it's more hawaiian folklore well yes but what i'm saying is right outside of the land is going to be the journey of water right oh oh oh, wouldn't that make sense to flow into the land and you have defeat i don't know i guess i was just trying to it's the first thing that came to my mind i don't know so I know we talked not too long ago about the Grand having some changes, the Grand Floridian, but it's apparently going to be a little more extensive. It's going to receive a major remodel to the oh my entire gosh, hotel. It's what they call modernizing it. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, why do you need to modernize the Grand Floridian? I thought that was the whole point of it to be Victorian style. Right. I mean, well, modern in the sense of the wood floors and the same kind of style as all the other hotels, which yeah, I like it. I like the style so. More storage underneath the bed and things like that. And right. Yeah. Easier to clean the rooms, which I think is another reason why they go with the, the wood floors versus the carpeting. I like it. I think it looks good. So apparently all of the rooms are going to get this, though. It's not, I mean, because there was, first they were thinking it was just DVC rooms, but right. it, there won't be, there won't be any different. Right. As far as the style, I should say. I mean, there'll be yeah. some differences, but. Because they're converting the big pine key into those studios. Another one one thing that I thought was interesting is we got a look at inside the queue for Guardians this week. Did you yeah. get a chance to see that? The first look inside. I saw the video. It looks pretty cool. The yeah. Galaxarium, as it was called. Right. I'm looking at this and I'm trying to think. I was trying to like get my bearings, you know, as far as uh, the universe of energy attraction went. And I honestly think that the way that circles right there, mm. I feel like this section was right there in the middle of the old second theater. At the end of the ride. I really feel like that's where that section is. Because yeah. once upon a time, like right there in the middle of that, if I'm not mistaken, there was, for the original attraction anyway, not the Ellen one, there was a like a screen there in the middle where that is. Hmm. But of course, there's nothing of it left today, but it looks like that right. same general area. I could be wrong, of course, because I can't see the whole thing yet. But <laughs> Right, because I thought they just gutted the whole building anyway, but I guess yeah. technically it could be in... Well, I mean, they could use some pieces of it. It's hard to tell where you are a lot of times in Runaway Railway, but it's the same room. I mean, they just, like you say, they gutted the whole thing. So, I mean, I'm sure there's maybe a wall or two that they did leave up, but as far as 
where you go and far as where you are in comparison to what it was in the great movie ride is really hard to tell. Mm-hmm. So I have a come across a map that tells you, <laughs> you know, where each one was, which is kind of cool to follow if you want to do that. I saw that story too about media previews are going to be the first week of May. And when they when they say media, they mean bloggers? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Anybody much. who has a large enough following. So if you're listening to this, we need to like multiply our audience by like a thousand percent in order to, <laughs> to get an invite. So tell oh, all really? your friends. Yeah, we're not at that level, but that's okay. <laughs> we could go to yeah. the AP preview. Right. So here, this is what I'm saying is the first week of May... That leaves three additional weeks for pass holder previews or DVC or any other kind of potential preview, which, you know, we know based on that leak that it's probably going to be Memorial Day weekend, unless that guy was wrong, the, the guy that leaked unless it. Unless Zach Ridley is wrong, isn't he the one? No, or I think it was one? it was somebody who was... I thought it was Zach Ridley. But maybe no, it wasn't Zach. It was somebody else. It was like a an executive guy, though, okay. or... Something. And he leaked it by accident and then, you know, deleted his post and reposted that it's coming soon. But he said Memorial Day weekend the first time and then had to backtrack that. But I think it's pretty safe to say that's going to happen um, <laughs> at this point. I think we're going to hear an announcement very soon if that's the case about booking AP previews, if that's going to happen. So we've got to be on the lookout for this. On the lookout for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll happen. This is one that I found mm-hmm. almost comical. Almost. It's sad at the almost comical and sad at the same time. So Disney's <laughs> added a statement, right, about estimating guests uh, could get to two or three lightning lanes in a day. Ooh. Is pretty much what it says. Let me just read. Let me just yeah, read, read this. It. it says, "It says Disney Genie Plus Lightning Lane entrance." It says, mm-hmm. "When you take your day to the next level by purchasing Disney Genie Plus service, mm-hmm. you may choose the next available arrival window for Lightning Lane entrances at select attractions and entertainment. This unique service lets you use our new Lightning Lane entrance at select attractions and experiences at the Walt Disney World theme parks. On average." Guests can enter two to three attractions or experience or experiences per day using the lightning lane entrance if the first selection is made early in the day. Wow. Right. If if the first selection is made. And then of course at the end it says you can enjoy Disney Genie Plus Lightning Lane entrance once per day. If you'd like to re-ride an attraction or see a certain show again within the same day, you're welcome to use our regular standby line. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but with FastPass Plus, you could pick three in advance, guaranteed. guaranteed, for free, or I should say included with your ticket price. This is an extra fee on top of your ticket on the day you're going, which you have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, buy your Genie Plus, then make your first selection then you might get two or three the average guest is going to get two or three for for an extra fee if they book first thing yeah in the wow that's that's kind of how they yikes. they put it which they're not far off from yikes. the truth <laughs> yeah they're not far off from the truth but the well i started to say you were guaranteed your three i guess you were guaranteed three you just weren't guaranteed to get the three that you wanted necessarily, yeah. but right. you were going to get three of some kind <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. 
And then you were going to get more than that if you just knew that the fact that you could choose more after that, right? Right. I got way more than three on my Magic Kingdom day that I used it for, but I had to fight to get all three. I had to really fight to get ten or however many I got. It was probably around ten. I had to really fight to get them, and it was not fun. So, and we and we know from using the Fast Pass Plus in the challenge world anyway i mean you could yeah. do what 27 to 30 easy in a day <laughs> yeah you could well yeah in the 20s for i don't sure, well i don't gonna say easy yeah i shouldn't say it that way but you could get them but we we knew how to do yeah. it and yeah, yeah you could easily get to do that 20 many to, fast passes in one day yeah. that's my point 20 is probably the sweet spot of what yeah. you would want in a day yeah my point was it could be done if you really wanted yeah to. it could be easily done compared to what genie plus is <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What's the most anybody's reported being able to get in Genie Plus? I mean, I'm sure somebody's. If you're by yourself, got you've got a much more chance. I'm pulling for at least four, you know, when I'm doing yeah. it. So it's a lot harder than if you're by yourself, I think. So, yeah, by yourself, I'm sure you could get at least 15 or 20 a day still. But truthfully, the biggest issue, if they could just fix this, this would be better for this system is a time being available when you actually pick it <laughs> like you choose yeah. a time and the time is there by the time you actually get to finalize it instead of like you choose a time and at the time it shows you next is <laughs> it just like shifts five hours right. later yeah exactly uh, that is a and big to be problem. able to modify that's the biggest one and i the thing is it's not like they don't know how to do this they did it before I know. The fast right. pass plus this isn't system. brand new. So how do you not know how to incorporate this to make this work? Because there had to have been some sort of like time la time delay or something like that in the original system, right? Or something where like when you have a time selected, it holds it for, I don't know, so many seconds or even a minute maybe. Right. You know, something like that. Similar to what mm -hmm. it does when you do a, hold, have a dining time, right? Similar yeah. to that system. Yeah. And you know, once you have it. pool if you don't get it. Or you right. don't, if you don't book it in time, whatever, yeah. Once you've chosen the time and you're setting your stuff up, I mean, it's yours for that length of time. Right. It should hold <laughs> right. it minimum amount of time that it would take you to book it, yeah. Right. At same way should one. be with this. I mean, I get yeah. that we're doing it all on the same day, but still. I know. It should be the same. You sound like a broken record. We but really yeah. do. It's that annoying. Yeah. If they could just fix that, it would be easier on more people, truthfully. That should be top priority of fixes. <laughs> if well, if anyone out there that works for Disney listens to us that actually can do something about that, please, well, by all means, make that your top priority. Right. Besides what they are doing, which is trying to lower the expectations of <laughs> what you can get right. out of it. Well, that's, that's an easy fix right there. You know, I, I guess the other, what was the other thing? The one about Reedy Creek Improving District. Chapik hasn't handled this situation very well with, with Florida state government and so now they're uh, i would call this probably a threat to repeal the reed creek improvement district's governing powers that disney world has where they can kind of do their own thing so they don't right. do their own construction permits govern themselves versus having to go through right the county or the state or whatever when they do certain things so right well without trying to to get in this show being too political by any means I think we all know that there is a bill out there that has had some controversy surrounding it. Don't say gay bill. Yeah. Why was it like after it was passed, did, did this seem to like all of a sudden 
make a big deal. <laughs> why didn't you? Why wasn't something said well, more prior to? Is my thing because Chapik is an idiot. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not even just talking about on Disney's behalf. I'm talking about on anybody. I um, a lot of people were ringing the alarm bells, but Disney was staying out of it. I think it became on our radar because of Disney, but it was out there way before uh, uh, the Disney stuff hit the news. It's, I don't know if I were CEO of a company that I would say it the way he did. Didn't Chapik had said something along the lines of, you know, it's nothing that's not something that they could do. He's he's right. <laughs> I've never known in history of all the major corporations in America to be able to legitimately change something governing wise. Yeah. Um, they have influences. They have people with influences that they, you know, again, that's one of the reasons they made donations. They made donations to both Republicans and Democrats because you want to have some influence. They probably have some people who well, they still have influence with now, which would probably help with yeah. the Reedy Creek thing. Right. They're wanting to keep that intact. So they have their own right. interests here. Disney does. That's why right. they did what they did. But I think the bigger issue is how Chapik handled it and how... And again, we don't know how Iger would have handled it because Iger didn't handle it. But I think Iger was better at relationships than Chapik is, and that's pretty apparent with yeah. several things that have happened in the news. One, there was an ABC News uh, story that came out in 2020 or 2021 about David Muir and George Stephanopoulos had a tiff about you know who's the head guy at ABC News. And Iger was the one that repaired that relationship and sort of fixed it. And we didn't really hear much about it because Iger did his job well, right? He's good at relationships. Whereas they're so annoyed at Chapik now that they're threatening to repeal <laughs> the Reedy Creek stuff because they're just mad at him. So I think Iger, while nothing probably would have changed politically, I think he would have handled it better in the press. He would have handled it better with them personally. And this story wouldn't have been what it is had Iger been the CEO. That's just my take on it is I think the way Chapik has handled it is he tried to stay out of it and then he tried to jump into it when it was too late. So he screwed up. How long has it been now? Three weeks into the news cycle and it's still yeah. a thing. And so, yeah, this is... Uh, this wouldn't have happened with Iger, I'm just saying. It, nothing like this did. Think about the two-year-old that got attacked by an alligator and died at the Grand Floridian Beach. Like, that could have derailed uh, Iger completely because... But in his book, he talks about how he handled it, and he handled it... Mm -hmm. He personally talked to the family. Uh, he was in Shanghai when that happened, and he called, you know, it was like 12-hour time difference, and he handled it you know, calling the guy and, and just speaking from the heart versus trying to think about the PR mess that might happen as a result of this. And he put, like, the next day they had fences out, signs out. They covered the entire beaches with these rocks and, you know, immediately action took, took place. And so to me, that's the difference between Iger and Chapik. But, you know, something that's, happened a lot in corporate America, I guess, in general, with a lot of businesses in modern times. It's been documented. Walt, back when he first started, he insisted that management regularly visit the parks to do to see it through the eyes oh, of gosh. the Oh, gosh. He was at Disneyland all the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they walked through the park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They didn't go, they didn't go there like... 
like this is my job type thing, which it was, but I mean, they didn't go there like just going to be overlords or what have you over some situation or something or look at it from a distance. They actually went through the same, the way the, the guests, that was the intention was to, they want to them, they want upper management to experience what the guests are experiencing so they can handle it properly. Right. You have that disconnect now with a lot of companies that there is the people at the oh, top so have out of touch. no idea about yeah. what's going on in the thick of things, yeah. like where the, the, where the action's happening. Ground level, yeah. And it doesn't appear to be, from what I've heard now, a requirement or anything of current management in Disney to, like, there. Yeah. I've heard stories of managers that they don't even visit. They don't yeah. even go, I, I, unless it's unless yeah. it's for something job related, right? You know, I think, and again, I could be completely wrong, but it, it looks as though Toy Story Land is a good example of uh, people in California designing a land in a climate and area that no one had ever visited, <laughs> probably, because if you have been, if you've set foot in Florida for 10 minutes, you'd know that that land needed more shade and was just like, yeah, was that was not a consideration and it should have been a consideration of the theming. So anyway, well, I go. think that's a good example of, yeah. Does, yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for one, because of the rain. That's the other thing. If you're in Toy Story land, it starts raining. Where are you going to go? Where are well, you like, go? okay. Here's here's the perspective. This is something we've discussed here recently too. The perspective from management is, okay, if we do say dining, uh, give an example of how they changed California Grill to a pre fee. If we give pre fee, it oh gives you know people. We have a, a set price yeah. for the experience. People mm. should still get relatively the same experience. Should be happy with it. We make our money. We know how much we're going to make specifically. There you go. That, yeah. I mean, that, that if from the eyes of someone looking at just the numbers, yeah. that looks good. Right. Because they know they're going to make the money. It sells out every right. night, of course. From the perspective of a guest, though, yeah. they're, being, they're having choices mm -hmm. taken away. Yep. They're having the freedom to, say, for instance, if they're going with kids, like I just cracked oh about gosh. about several places, <sighs> that their kids right. are not it's not justifiable not $55 a person for right. or whatever it was right. $50 for a, for a no. 3 year old yes they start this price three. at 3 years old right. that you have 50. to pay yeah 40 to 50 bucks whatever it was depending on where depending on where you are that's what i'm saying because there's just a couple of dinings yeah if you're going to a uh, yeah. family style or a buffet God. it is you are totally leaving money on the table oh. if you go with a kid. Yeah. Like I said, I canceled California Grill. I think I said that last week when we were talking yeah. to doing the bracket. I canceled it. I had one, and when I saw the prefix menu, I'm like, nah, I'm not, no, not for, I'm not paying that for my two kids to not eat anything yeah. and like pay a hundred bucks for them to eat nothing. <laughs> no. Right. And See, when it comes. When it comes to something like that, it's not even about affordability. It's about value. Yeah. It's about, I'm not get. there is no yeah. way I can see that my kid is going to eat 40 to $50 worth of food right. at your restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing from a dollars and cents perspective. Yeah. They're going to make more money than they did without right. the prefix menu. And they're trying to take advantage of the 50th anniversary being, 
you know, like, oh, this is a special thing for the 50th. But from the guest satisfaction and guest experience perspective, it is a downgrade. Because, I, 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 again, a year ago, California Grill was my favorite place to be at Walt Disney World. And a year later, I don't know. I'm not going. Because of, well, I don't want that limitation. And there are several... I can't think of them right off the top of my head. But there are several dining experiences that have changed to something like this that when I go to look at it, I'm like, there's the reason I don't want to go there is because it's a pre-fee menu or because there's a set, okay, my kid's going to have to be this price no matter what. Right. And I guess they're trying to limit people who, like Space 220, the thought was, oh, you're going to go through this whole experience and you're going to buy an appetizer and then leave and spend 20 bucks and you're done. So they're forcing you to pay for the experience where I think California Grill is another example where most people who are go are going to come to watch the fireworks on the balcony or you know because you can come back even if you dine there at all you can come back later and watch it so I think the the thought there is let's make them pay for what they're actually coming here for versus you know just right. giving them a great dining experience yeah there have been a few, there's been a couple of the experiences where people said that they prefix that actually improved the experience. I want to say wasn't it at least once upon a time wasn't it be our guest when they went to prefix that some people like that the way that one was. I think that was the issue there was they needed to shrink that menu down and make it make yeah. the fewer items and make them better quality items because it just wasn't the best. Like, lunch was the better value back then, but now lunch, dinner is the better value because lunch and dinner are the same price. <laughs> it's the same price all day. So it's kind of stupid to go and pay $60 for lunch uh, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, in my perspective, just because something's popular nowadays, it definitely doesn't mean that I'm that's someplace you should go. No. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, it used to beer, be. Yeah. But beer, I guess, still has a good bit of popularity, but having it been does. there, and I'm like... No, yeah, I don't it's get not it. worth the price they're charging you. Yeah, I mean, you're paying, you're paying for an environment. Yeah. And really, only one of the environments is any good. Yeah. One of the three environments. Right. And if you've seen the video in to from Tokyo of the ride that is oh, yeah. a thousand times better than BR oh, Guest's yeah. looks, even the, like the ballroom, they have the same ballroom in uh, the ride, and it's a, it's, Light years better than uh, be our guest, yeah, at Magic Kingdom. So yeah, it's you know, it's not worth it. I came across something on social media here not too long ago, and I wish I could remember which ones. It was like it's like which coaster would you cut or something like that. Mm, okay. If you know, it had like six of them up there, and I know it was like Slinky Dog, Rock and Roller Coaster, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Uh, I can't remember what what all was on there right now, but. I knew that when I looked at them, I was like, I was like, my obvious choice was Seven Doors Mine Train, right? For me, and I'm like, you know, and it's popular. It's it's the it is the yeah. individual Lightning Lane at Magic Kingdom, right? For now, yes. Mm -hmm. I did it this last time again, like I said, because my kids never done it, and of course they had fun on it. Yeah. But when I look at the wait time versus the attraction itself, I very rarely can look at that and say I would want yeah, to wait would, that long right, for this I would attraction. Wait, yeah, no, not even, yeah. Nor would I want to pay $12 <laughs> Lightning Lane, truthfully. Even though I did it once already, I 
don't really see myself doing that again personally, but yeah. You know what's funny is Slinky Dog typically has about the same weight, but I would wait longer for I Slinky would. Dog. It, for one, it's a especially, better ride, of course. Especially if it had a canopy outside. Yeah. You know, right. the other part. Well, other than the the close queue, but I'm talking about, well, they've done better with it. They, they have mostly shaded. Yeah. They, mostly they've shaded. gotten better at it, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, there's something about it. Slinky Dog is very similar like style, but it's much better. A little bit longer, I would say, too, than Mine Train. But it's just, I, I, I don't think it's just theming either. I think it's just, I don't know, it's better. It, it's a better ride. Yeah, all around. It's not intense, but it's more intense than Mind Train. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Mind Train is just like, okay, the car swing, you do a couple of what, helixes, I guess, like back and forth pretty much almost. Mm-hmm. And that's about all it does. It's like yeah. you're a few sways back and forth. Right. Then you go to the dark ride part. <laughs> then you go up the hill. You go down, and another few sways back and forth. Right. The most much. fun part is when you get to the mine itself, and then you can sway the car. Try to get it to sway as much oh, as yeah, you yeah. can. Well, it uh, automatically does it when you first come in because it just came right. off of a curve or whatever. Right. Right. But I always try to keep it going, just rocking back and forth to see if I have, how much I can swing it. But I, I mean, you know, when I, 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 like I said, that time when I came to this realization is when I had the, back when FastPass was still there and I had the time that I wrote it back to back, right? I wrote it once with my wife and once with my mother. Right. By using Maddie's magic band. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I think we've all done that. So, yeah. We've all, <laughs> but I mean, I wrote it back to back. And I was like, yeah, after yeah. writing it back to back, I was like, yeah, this ride's not really that good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I came to the realization after writing it twice in a row. I guess right really would, not that good. Yes, I, you know what I guess it is too is uh, Magic Kingdom. You've got Space Mountain and Big Thunder, which are both far better coasters, and you're oh, about to have Tron, no which is also going to be a way better coaster. So it's going to be like the third best. I mean, the fourth best coaster at Magic Kingdom. Uh, well, I mean, I got to be honest. If I'm talking so, about just like overall fun riding the ride, I would even put Barnstormer. Ahead of Seven Dwarfs, my eh, okay. I don't know if I go that far, but okay. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But okay. That I mean, might as be far as as far as you can get on Barnstormer a lot faster, sure. <laughs> you could ride it several times. Yeah, you could probably ride it five times. Yeah. But I, mean, I guess my thing is, all right. Well, we know it's a hybrid, right? But the dark ride part of it mm-hmm. is a little too short to for me to yeah. even consider that being because I mean, I can, I can. What is it? It's like a minute, I mean, that you're in there. It's Gosh, not very maybe long. Not, maybe not even that long. It's probably more yeah. like 30, 35 seconds. I don't know. Yeah, not but long yeah, I, I mean, I know it feels like we just turned into a gripe session over that, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's not that well great. Well, yeah, here's an interesting scenario then. When, when Tron opens in, mm-hmm. I don't know, the end of the year, next year, whatever, whenever it opens... How much of an impact is that going to have on my train? And which I'm sure it'll drop from being the paid, unless they move it to, if if they go back to having the two paid per park, then it'll probably be the second paid one. But then, um, as far as like wait time, do we think it'll drop to say a 45 minute wait on average versus the hour to hour and a half it gets now? Well, here's a few questions that are in limbo. I guess we'll say. First of all, are they ever going to go back to the two individual lightning lanes? I think it's I better not. without it. I hope that they yeah. continue with just the one. 
Agreed. That is one improvement of Genie Plus thus far. I think they'll make more money, honestly, too, on on doing it that way. Well, people are going to feel like they're getting more of a value right. whenever they have more options for regular Genie Plus. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, you're paying 15 bucks, and that's it, right, per person, right? Mm-hmm. So per person, let's just say you get three rides in, you're paying five bucks a ride. People are going to be okay with that compared to, you know, I have to pay $12 a piece, we'll just say whatever, for space and mine train like the way it was. They're not going to feel like they're getting their money's worth out of it as much. At least this way they feel like they're getting their money's worth a little better. Right. Here's the other question is, are they ever going to bring boarding groups back? I guess we'll find out with Guardians. Right. But that worked for Rise for a long period of time. Yeah. They could use it today if they wanted to, but they, they had to go to regular queue at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Ratatouille didn't even need it, truthfully, in the beginning, but they did it for a while because it was new, and it obviously that one went away a lot faster than Rise ever did. <laughs> That's for sure, yeah. Are they even going to bother doing that in the future? Because to, uh, what the way I look at that, right now is I feel like they came up with the whole boarding group thing just to try to slight Universal and their huge wait times they had with Hagrid's and sure. they came up with the boarding group so they didn't have that type of publicity even though the boarding groups did give them some negativity it didn't really get it from the press maybe not as bad yeah as as it could have been if they had like six hour waits for Rise it, it would have yeah, been a yeah. disaster compared to people being Rise upset is- about not getting a group you know Rise is still the least reliable attraction in all of Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah, and so, Test Track is at Disney World. Yeah, and this is including, uh, yeah, Test Track is in the same realm. Test Track's pretty unreliable. It's been, but like I said, we've gotten used to text, Test Track's reliability because it's been the same story since 1999. <laughs> right, for over 20 years now. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like, it's a normal thing. It's still better than <laughs> Rise, its reliability is. Probably. And not only that... It doesn't, I mean, Test Track can have a long line, but the experience itself is not so long that if something goes wrong and you have to start all over again or whatever you got to do, you don't, you're not, ah, you know, it's almost, it's almost like a video game whenever you would get all this way and then you would, couldn't get over this one hump and you die and you have to go all the way back to the beginning when they used to do that. <laughs> right. And you're just right. like, you're right. All right. No I quit save. For today. Right. No spot. Yeah. No return. <laughs> like there was no, yeah. Back in the, back when those things, like you had, they had to go all the way. It's all or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Kids remember you kids out there don't know this, but yeah, back in the eighties and nineties, uh, you didn't have save games. You just had yeah, to yeah. play the entire game through in one sitting. Yeah, once upon a time, it was very demoralizing uh, whenever you would get to the end of a game and then lose at the last level or something like that. Exactly. If you wanted to learn how to deal with defeat, that was the way to do it. (laughs) Right. I learned how to to deal with perseverance. That was was how I was taught perseverance right there. Exactly. (sighs) It was by the NES. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) NES. Yeah, Super Nintendo started out that way, but then eventually you would get the save. Like, right. yeah, a lot of them had, yeah. like, or codes you would enter anyway. Well, Su- Super Mario World had saves. It had That's saves to a degree, remember? Yeah, so. and you could basically get unlimited lives in that one. Oh, yeah, when it was all said and done, that thing was, like, ridiculous as far as the lives, if you knew what to do, were doing. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's a little off track, but... Yeah. We ended up going off on a little bit of a rant, but it became a discussion. I'd say overall we kept it pretty positive, right? For the most part, you know, we can. Food and wine 
festival starts July 14th. So there's like a week between <laughs> festivals. Festival. I think what yeah. July 4th, what, what is it? Right after July 4th or right before July 4th is when the yeah. Flower and Garden ends. Maybe it's July 5th. I forgot which what day. But How, what's, What exactly is the difference between the booths? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there is, but I just, I don't, I haven't been there enough to know, I guess, whenever, to, to the different boot, to the different uh, festivals. Yeah, there's usually a lot more for food and wine. It's the big, obviously the biggest one, but they're all different, so. It still just blows my mind saying food and wine starts in July. Yeah. Well, it's weird it's, to say Flower and Garden ends in July <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. You think of spring when you think of Flower and Garden, and now it stretches into summer. Back in the day, because we typically took trips right after school was out, yeah. we were into we were there during Flower and Garden quite frequently, because that right. one's been around for quite a while. Of course, that was when Flower and Garden was truly just Flower and Garden. It didn't yeah. have very very booths. little, if any, booth, you know, yeah, outdoor kitchens or whatever. Didn't have didn't have any. It wasn't Flower and Wine or Festival of the Arts and Wine, or right, right. <laughs> then there's the original. I mean, it's like everything they added alcohol to. Pretty much alcohol, booze, and food. Food yeah. and wine became. I was like, oh, food and wine and art, or food and wine and flowers. Uh, what what yeah. else was there? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what it's become now. But yeah, and then it goes on now from what July until what the November still. I mean, it used to just be like October until the or the end of September, I should say, until the second week or something like that, yeah. right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, November nineteenth now, which it used to be before that. Because it used to be you could barely plan a trip where you could work in food and wine, the Halloween party, and the first Christmas party. If you had like a yeah. week trip, you could like fit all three of those in. <laughs> if you yeah, if you, if you timed it just right. Right. But now nowadays, you can probably do it easily. <laughs> yeah, nowadays it doesn't matter. You can go whenever. Yeah. Food and wine half the year almost. Basically. Yeah, yeah. July 14th through November 19th. So... You can even go for your birthday. I think it still stayed on until about my birthday, but before, because I could have swear I remember seeing booths with that time I did go on my birthday. So I feel like it was. I think, I think the ending date's pretty normal. It's just the beginning yeah. date that's really kept getting earlier and earlier. Like the Halloween party. I'm surprised it's not in July yet. Oh, jeebers. Yeah. I, I, the thing that annoys me about that is they have the, the pumpkins and decorations up, up in like August. It's like, what? What? How, why are there pumpkins in August? There should not be pumpkins in August. Pretty soon it's going to be hard to find regular Magic Kingdom because they're always going to have some sort of different decorations. They should come up with a different, like a summer party rather than make it Halloween again. Make So you have three different types of parties that the vloggers will have to cover. So you guarantee to sell out the first night of all three of them. You know, when you said the word summer party, it reminded me of something we haven't mentioned yet that's coming back as H2O Glow Nights. It's coming uh, back. Yeah, Typhoon Lagoon, right? Yeah. Yep, Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah. I haven't been to a water park in a while. Yeah, me too. I'm actually considering changing that when we go in June because we're going to be there for five nights. Unless you added it to your pass, you'd have to buy the day tickets for Typhoon Lagoon or which you'd go to Typhoon or Blizzard Beach. I would probably go to Typhoon Lagoon, even though it's, it's been even longer since I've been to Blizzard Beach, but overall Typhoon Lagoon's better. Yeah. But the thing is, you can get discounted uh, water park tickets with your AP, right? even though if, if you don't have it included, you can at least get pretty good discount if I'm or if the last time I remember. Okay. Something like 15% or something like that. I mean, it's, it's pretty pretty good. So I might consider doing it for that. 
I don't know. I actually might would do Blizzard Beach just because it's been a while. I might consider that one. The only thing is, I mean, the main thing to go over there for is Summit Plummet, and I don't think anybody in my family would be doing that other than me, which I've done it before. Mm-hmm. That's that still was pretty amazing back in the time when I thought about it. It's like you're like you're going sixty miles an hour. Like you're basically Oof, going golly. straight. You're basically going straight down with nothing but you. That's like a free yeah. fall. It really is. It's like falling off the edge of that structure. Right. <laughs> is basically what you're doing. Yeah, it looks cool, but yeah, I think I'm good. I don't know if I want to try that one. Honestly, since we're brought up the subject of water parks, from what I've seen, the one I'd really like to do is Volcano Bay. <laughs> yeah, it does look good. I will admit that it does yeah. look good. And, you know, you mentioned cruise earlier. I got to kind of end on this. I've been looking at and wanting to do maybe the Wish yep, yep. at some right. point, maybe even later this year. I don't know. Might be next year. But I've been wanting to do the wish just to get that get that ship in, and it, it's doing three night and four night cruises out of Port Canaveral, which is basically what the Dream is doing now. Yeah, is yours that you're doing a three or a four? Three. Yours is a three, so you're mm-hmm. kind of doing similar to the Star Cruiser plus one. <laughs> oh, right, experience. sure. Which ultimately was cheaper than doing the Star Cruiser. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm sure. I've heard a lot of people talk about the price of the Star Cruiser and say that they would they think it's worth it. But I'm like, this is yeah. from this pers- most of this is coming from the perspective of people who a can easily afford it. It's not technically their money, aka the Diz. They paid for it, but the people who went, they didn't pay for it. Mm-hmm. Pete paid for it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. So in those situations, yeah, I mean, I would have a great time if someone yeah. else was buying. Right. Sure, of course. Um, I, would I would think the price point was fine if someone else is buying. Yeah. And as much as I've tried, I am the only Star Wars fan in my family. I have tried. And yeah. nobody's on board with me on Star Wars. So I would be dragging my family on a miserable <laughs> two days, a very expensive trip. So the only way I could do it is if, say, the three of us went... You know, right. and did it, Maybe uh, once. right? Which would not be as expensive for you know per person for me if we're right. just paying for stuff. And it's just yeah, I, my family would hate it every minute of it, and so yeah. I'm the only one that would like enjoy it. And of course, I wouldn't enjoy it because they would hate it. So I'd have to do it by myself or with you know with other Star Wars people that would enjoy it. You know. And I know so. I'd kind of jumped ship, no pun intended. Uh, um, literally. Literally. <laughs> jumped from a, a cruise ship to a star cruiser. And I'm going to go back to the cruise ship here in just a second, but I want to mention this. Um, I got to thinking, Star Wars, the way they've handled it, Galaxy's yeah. Edge, doesn't matter if it's Galaxy's Edge sure. or the star cruiser, mm-hmm. they have basically determined, and they're right to a degree, that they can charge whatever they want yep. for... Sometimes not even the best stuff. And the fan base is going to pay it, right? Yeah, for now, yeah. We just we discussed just last week about the price on the, the, the blue milk, the green and the blue milk, in right. comparison to other things you could possibly get. Eight fifty without alcohol. And how the food there is I mean, it's not like the worst food ever, but it's also it's it's upcharged in comparison to some yeah. other places in the park and the portions and the quality is not the best in the world i mean right now 
and I know that we made that Jason made the comment about here on the Star Cruiser, but I actually had heard from another review, right? That, you know, he was just talking like the food was eh. And he was basically saying that, you know, there was a couple of things that were good, but he was saying his comment, this is the way he put it, you're not going on this for the food. Mm-hmm. That's the way he put it. And his kid actually yeah. his kid actually made the comment at the lunch buffet, because they're basically in the same dining room no matter what, right? At the lunch there, his mm-hmm. kid made a comment. It was like, oh, this is like at school. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So That's what not a great compliment. Do, like in line for it. I was like, okay. Now, I don't know how that's supposed to make you feel, but hopefully he wasn't discussing the quality of the food. <laughs> Yikes. So, yeah. I feel like the Star Cruiser is probably a higher level than Galaxy's Edge. But yeah, they've they've basically skimped on the quality and charging premium prices for it because it's new, it's popular. It goes back to the discussion we had earlier about California Grill and all those signature kind of things. They're 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 extracting as much money as they can with as little quality as possible because of the popularity of it to this point. And so and see, I think when it comes to the the blue and green milk, I think that that novelty is even worn off because like the yeah. times I've been there, there's oh. not too there's there's hardly no one at that stand. Yeah, <laughs> I right. mean it has some people there occasionally, but it ain't nothing like it was. My son wanted one once, and I was like, fine, I'll order you one. Uh, gosh, it was not that long ago. And so I was like, fine, I'll mobile order it. I walked over there. There was <laughs> nobody in line. And it was just sitting there waiting for me. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, well, all right. I mean, I've noticed it. I've noticed <laughs> it. I was like, there's nobody that. going there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they keep the price high for whatever reason. And Docking Bay 7, it's just, it's not worth it. Nothing it's to really write not. home about, yeah. There's nothing I can just think of and say, oh, I've got, got to go to Docking Bay 7 for this. Katsaka's kettle. That's the best value you got right there. The popcorn and or Ronto roasters. That's that's where it's at. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, back to the the cruise, cruise, the regular cruise ship before I can wrap this up here. Yep, yep, yep. You're getting your feet wet for the first time. Mm. Hopefully Um, not on the ship, but yes, I get what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yes, I am. One, One thing I would say about that is, I've done it both ways, arriving as early as possible, mm-hmm. and then I've arrived riven like just before a riven. I guess that's the way. Yeah. I don't know. I have arrived. I arrived like just before, pretty much time for it you, to sail. You arrived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I roved. <laughs> I don't think so. It's, it's, I feel like I feel like I'm Maui right now. Smite, yeah. smote, smitten. You have arrived. Smoten. Yeah. Anyway, um, I know what you mean. Yep. Yeah. Showed up. But, yeah. I've been early, and then I've been. Like I said, late. I feel yeah. like a little bit in between is probably the best. Like, say, maybe 1 or 2 o'clock is probably the the best arrival time. But I don't know what you guys plan on doing. A lot of people think of, either. especially when they're doing a shorter cruise like that, they want to get there as soon as possible because, or get there, get or right. or choose a time as early as possible because they want to experience Maximize as much of the ship. and the time, yeah. Yeah, get right. their money's worth. Get that lunch buffet in on the, on the sail, sail away day or whatever. All I know is but, we've got a bourbon tasting on the last day, and J- Jason's booked ah. himself a massage for the first night. Okay, uh, he neglected to book the couple's massage, so I guess I'm got to figure out my own thing. <laughs> He's doing his own thing, so I think I'll save this discussion. We need to do in the very near future. We need to do one just on cruise, so we can cover yeah. past cruise experiences, tips, yeah, I, I future think it ones. Would be, good be good for right to give me sort of the. Right, the full on like what you would recommend for the first timer, and then as as a first timer, I can give my like 
thoughts of or expectations and of course after after the fact we can sort of go through yeah my thoughts of what it was like and yeah that kind of thing so yeah more crew okay. stuff coming up for sure yeah all right so we'll wrap this up if you want to find us you can on facebook twitter and instagram that is all at twtm podcast we have a spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive twtm merchandise that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash twtm podcast we have a youtube channel which i know i keep saying this every week that i've been working on videos keep a lookout for that though we want to build that channel as much as we can that uh, you can just search for uh, traveling with the mouse or twtm podcast to find that and if you forgot what John just said, you can go to our website, travelingwiththemouse.com, and you can look up links to all those things there. Our email address is podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And if you want to book your own Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise vacation, you can use our travel agent friend, Jill Dilbeck. Her email address is jilldilbeck at, I started to say travelingwiththemouse.com, at <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> so email her. And uh, she she might have some offers for you, so email her and find out. For Adam, the, uh, my name's John. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Traveling with the Mouse, and we also hope you will join us on our next trip. I found a lot more reasons nowadays to consider a, using a travel oh, agent totally. than ever before. Yeah, we, <laughs> we actually should do a whole episode on that, but yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. Uh, we'll do that too. What did you think about Obi Wan being moved? to May 27th and having knew, two episodes. I knew I was missing something. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Old Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs>